Walk on. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Acting like you're Caribbean. Bro, I know your heart was it half. Come on, like, fam. Half... Let's go. Congolese? Yeah, that's, that's literally you. You're literally half white and half Jamaican. So <laughs> one, that's a lie. So <laughs> three Wait. quarters, yeah. <laughs> I swear you're Jamaican though. Half Jamaican. Why, isn't it? Yeah, he's half bro. It's one of uh, them last man guys that he's, that he's like, I'm fully black, don't worry, man. I'm fully <laughs> black. It's funny. I think Val and I, we had a, a little debate a long time ago about what is it to be black or what is it to be light-skinned. I actually remember you and, telling um, me about this. Yeah, hmm. it was crazy. Um, He was just saying, no, ten, whilst I understand you see yourself as, as black, you're still yeah. light-skinned. Yeah. Do you remember saying that, Val? I remember something along those lines. You have dropped <laughs> Val in the shit so bad. <laughs> you, literally, it's cool, it's cool. you literally invited Val on the football podcast. And you're like, oh yeah, do you remember that time you said I weren't black, bro? Because <laughs> I, I remember, no, I remember saying that a, a couple times years ago. Because mm. <laughs> it is true, but. For, for the record, this guy's some like white guy from Essex. Uh, yeah, you can imagine how yeah, mad yeah, that yeah, comes right. across. Yeah, he's yeah, from of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. From fucking uh, Lincoln, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, you know, what, Dre, I'm a, I'm allow you to open up today's session. Man. I'm, I'm not in, I'm not in the mood. All right. Lie. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Dre and Daz podcast. We'd like to welcome you a very special guest today, as it was Valentine's Day yesterday. Uh-huh. That too. Do you know what I mean? We had to invite the big Don. Introduce yourself, Val. Why do I think? <sighs> okay, you have Hello, just I'm put the spotlight. You have actually set up. I was gassing him up. I was gassing him up. Aren't you supposed to introduce me? I did. I, I did. I said, okay. So, so today. No, you set him up for failure. You actually so, set him up so, for failure. <laughs> so today, we have. A uni graduate, Man United fan, six foot plus. Okay. No. OG. No. OG. <laughs> Val. See, I appreciate it, but I don't appreciate the lies. <laughs> I'm, I'm a comfortable five foot 11. Is okay. it? See, yeah. Nah, oh, man. It's it's funny because I was watching this um comedy show and they were saying that there is no such thing as a man who is five eleven. I I am definitely what. six foot. I'm <laughs> definitely a solid, solid six foot. Because who yeah. in their right mind says they're five eleven? You might as well just say you're six yeah, foot. Yeah, <laughs> like five eleven just screams I'm almost there, but not quite making it in life. Like Daz Daz can't speak on this topic though. Oh, why you You really can't? You can't speak on this topic, bro. For like everyone on the pod, probably thinks I'm like the six foot two light skinned dude, man. Or nine, bro. Allow them to have their delusions, fam. Allow them, allow them. Uh, but anyway, as usual on this podcast, we usually ask our new special guests to kind of say who they support and why they started supporting. Uh, Saval, if you want to kind of just give us an overview on why you actually support Manchester United. Um, honestly, it's just the first team I was 
introduced to properly. Because growing up, uh, obviously from North London, mm. Arsenal was everywhere. All of my primary school friends, Arsenal fans, wasn't really into football. So whenever anyone asked, I would just say Arsenal as a throwaway comment. When I started actually getting into it, United was the first team I was introduced to. Bam, you know what? As much as I don't respect your team, I respect your reasoning. Mm. Because I have the exact same origin story as you. You know, you're just like, you know what? You're not mixing with the crowd. Yeah, support Arsenal, da da da. And then when you start watching football, bruv, you realize that it's just dead. Arsenal, dead. <laughs> Arsenal were not <laughs> dead around that team. time. Not in those times. Yeah, Arsenal were dead around that care. time. I don't care. We had precognition to know how dead they'll be years Where later. Where was like, Liverpool around that time? Liverpool were non-existent. Nah, we, we don't talk about Liverpool for that for, for that for that whole time. Actually, yeah. If you if you, if you, if you literally think about it, from like 2000 to like. 2016. Yeah, there was the. I, I, I found yeah, out what CL. TV was in 2005. Don't don't lie. <laughs> football started in 2005. Let's go. No, football started in 1992. Get it right. Oh, oh please. Oh, Mr. Premier Leagues over here. Oh, we've yeah. got 13 Premier Leagues. So Liverpool only have one. We've won the title. 19 titles. That's all you need to know. 19 titles. You, you literally didn't even win one for 30 years. But big, but we we won it though. We've won it, and it was last season. And you know what? Well, Arsenal won it. What? When? When did we last win it? Like sixteen years ago. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sixteen. But I don't know. Right, speaking of that, um, what do you think was the was it the linchpin for what caused Arsenal to decline so much in the past few years? Arsenal. Hmm. Do you know what? It's so crazy that you actually brought this up. I was thinking about this today, you know. I was thinking about this today. So basically, yeah, I was watching Alexis Sanchez videos. Yeah. And um, yeah, throwback because that guy is criminally underrated for his role in Arsenal and the Premier League, etc. But I think the reason that is, is actually Arsenal's fault. Um, because I, because I think that from, and this was going to be my controversial opinion, but I guess I'll open it up now. I think from 2015 to 17, I think Arsenal actually had the most talented team. In that, like from like most talented, yeah, the most talented. Like I wouldn't say best because obviously we didn't win the league and we didn't have the best defense by any means, but I would say most talented because when you look at the team. You had Sanchez, Ozil, and Santi Cazula, bro, in the same squad. And then you had Ramsey. Then you had Wilshere, who wasn't that bad back then. Then you had Giroud, who everyone sees now, who, who is nowhere near a bad striker. Do you know what I mean? Like, you had good players in that team. Loads of players. Yeah, but players. You, lot, you lot was cussing out Giroud back in the day. I know. I know, but the thing is... Yeah, Giroud... Don't keep complaining up front. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. But, but, like... <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, Giroud, Giroud came straight after Van Persie. So it's difficult. Do you know what I mean? But I think Arsenal never added the finishing touches. Never. Like, they always got somewhere. They always had what they needed. But and then the last bit they needed to do, they never just added that one defender, that one CDM. Do you know what I mean? They, like, they never added them finish, finishing touches. Like, the way Liverpool had Mane, Salah, and then were still losing 6-0 to City. And then... 
and, and then you added the right pieces and look where it's going now. Well, look where it went. It's a yeah. better. It's yeah, a better. exactly. So I just think Arsenal's investment around that time was good in some aspects. It was poor. We didn't get enough investment and I don't know where that came from. And and obviously after the Invincibles, they wasn't handled properly. And, and I think that sort of leads into the next thing because I saw some people, which you may have saw, Daz, people are speaking about were are Liverpool bad champions? And obviously it got me to thinking because someone made a point that, well, Liverpool haven't won the title after, so of course they're bad champions, but the Invincibles didn't do that. So it got me thinking, so was we bad champions, but we finished second. And like, I just think that to conclude the Arsenal thing, yeah, we just didn't invest properly after that bit. We didn't do the Liverpool thing or be signed up, signed afterwards. We let players go. Vieira to Juve, it was shit. But yeah, then we can cross over to Liverpool potentially being bad champions. Are they bad champions? Oh, this is going to be it. This is an absolutely horrible topic that I guess has to be spoken about. And I guess yeah. fans like like Val over here is going to... This is the topic that he loves. He lives for it because he's going to hear me like rant about Liverpool. Honestly, like every, whenever we're talking, he's always sticking it on me. And like the issue is <clears throat> when when you look at what makes a good or bad champion. I guess what makes a good champion is building upon the success of previous years, right? Being able to sustain a certain level of quality, being able to instill fear in opponents even after winning the league two, three times. Um. It's funny because last week we had Jay on the show and he spoke about how, you know, when Manchester City got one of their players missing and they've went from winning the league from like 19 points and then winning it on the last day of the season to like being 26 points below Liverpool at one stage. Uh, They finished 18, of course. But they were like, why don't people classify them as bad champions? And I think as a response to that, uh, you actually made a comment saying, but it's because they won it twice in a row. Mm. And I remember I was I was watching Sky Sports and I think I was watching, uh, how can I forget his name? Roy Keane. He was explaining how the reason why he doesn't think that this Liverpool team is a great team is because they haven't won it multiple times a, in a year. Like, Sorry, they haven't won it multiple years in a row. And when you actually look at this squad, if someone wants to like deal with semantics and be like, well, technically you only won one Premier League and you didn't do it again the next year, then I can't really have an argument against that because yes, like Leicester, we had one year where we won it. If everyone wants to forget the brilliant like league that we had the year before, you know, it's fair enough because we didn't win it. No one celebrates second place. But taking it away from purely just the Premier League and just looking at, is this a good team or a good champions team? I want to look at their performances over the past few years and what they've won or not won. Uh, three years ago, Liverpool were kind of on the resurgence. We didn't have Virgil van Dijk at the time. We got fourth place. We beat Arsenal to a fourth place spot and we got to a Champions League final. And everyone thought, you know, this could be Liverpool's time. Da, da, da. We lost Coutinho and, you know, we lost the final. And it was looking pretty down for Liverpool. But then we built upon that. We got Alisson, we got Fabinho. And we went on and we won the Champions League. One of the biggest trophies that you can win in football. Granted, in England, everyone's going to be looking at the Premier League as one of the biggest things. But worldwide, people 
I'm not going to say people don't care about what you do in your league, but people remember, oh, yeah, that Liverpool team that won the Champions League. It's like when mm-hmm. you think of it like this, this because I was thinking about it in my shower, I was like, remember the time where Real Madrid won three Champions Leagues in a row, right? What a lot of people don't, and a lot of people consider that Real Madrid team has been one of the best teams in the world. People forget about that Barca team, but for two out of those three years, that Barca team also won the league that Real Madrid was in, but a lot of people would still consider Real Madrid better than Barcelona in that era or period of time. Mm. And it kind of depends on what you value most. And with Liverpool, we, we won the Champions League, biggest trophy you can win in football. Then the next year, we won the Premier League. That's two years of a lot of success. I'm not going to count the FIFA Club World Cup because whilst I feel like that title in itself is a very honourable title to win. The teams that you play in it are not of the best quality. And then there's the Super Cup, which the Super Cup is basically European Community Shield. I don't really count that. But we still had two years of, of greatness. And then this year, fatigue's catching up with us. We're having unfortunate injuries. And it's understandable that you're going to see a drop-off in this Liverpool team. Does that make us bad champions? No. I think... There are some aspects of Liverpool's performances that are self-inflicted. I think things like getting a new centre-back, in hindsight, is what Klopp should have done. Granted, no one can see three centre-backs getting injured at one time, but when that does happen, it's important to react quickly to it. And I think Jay, what Jay had was saying last week, it was a it was a good point, saying that the owner should have been proactive. We should have been getting centre-backs from the beginning of January, not at the end. But just to say that Liverpool are bad champions because we're a bit far off the table now, I think is a bit of an extreme. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about that, Val? Being from a team that's used to winning things. Bad champions. <laughs> you know what it is? I think Liverpool are bad champions, not because of everything you explained. Mm. I think a part of it is because of... And I, I don't blame him for this because it's understandable, but Klopp's excuses. I expect him to Mm. back his team. Mm. I expect that fully. He's a manager. He has to back his players in public to the media. But the fact is, a lot of what has caused this drop in quality for Liverpool is Liverpool's fault. And it seems like Klopp doesn't want to take that on and say, okay, yes, this is our fault. You can't see your defender getting injured. But you had four defenders. You sold Lovren, left you down to three senior centre-backs. Mm. Why didn't you replace him? Most top teams have two in each position. True. So when players get injured, you have someone to step in. You didn't. Now you're blaming everything on not having Virgil van Dijk. Joe Gomez gets injured as well. Unlucky. If you brought in centre-backs, you'd still have two senior centre-backs now. Matip. I like to say he has fitness issues. He is injury prone. We have this <laughs> argument. Val says he's, he's just got fitness issues. I like to jokingly say he has fitness issues, but yes, he is a very injury prone. Yeah. But knowing this, you still went in with, if we take Matip out, with two centre-backs and a couple of players that can play there. Mm. And you're trying to retain a championship. That's not really good enough, is it? Mm. No, you've you've got a point there. Um, and I do agree with you in the sense of I would like to see less 
I guess, excuses from Klopp. I think what the issue is, is that with Liverpool, we know what's wrong with us. And we know what we have to work on, what we have to do and to improve it. There's a lot of games where, especially in January, we've dominated a lot of the games that we've either drawn or lost. We haven't been dominated. It's just there's been a lapse of concentration in the last 10 minutes. That's poor mentality from, from Liverpool. I wouldn't even say that is poor personnel in the sense of the players have shown that they have the ability to defend and play ball. It's just, I don't know what it is. I think I was having a conversation with a few people the other day and they were like, after a while, you are going to be mentally fatigued. And we've got, we've got a mutual friend who like, he, he likes to say that he called Liverpool's demise from early before anyone. It's because he did. Sorry. <laughs> I have issues with what he said, and I know that you two are going to have your opinions on what I'm going to what I'm going to say. Initially, he said that Liverpool will drop in quality next year because he feels like that Liverpool team was overperforming, and this year you're going to see Liverpool for who they really are. That, I'm not saying that he said that word for word, but that's the impression that I got, and I'm sure if I got a bit wrong, then I can be corrected on that. So. Being a man of science, you know, and having men of science in this uh, in this podcast, we all know that when you conduct uh, when you conduct scientific experiments, you try to mitigate all the ver- like the variables that could affect a result, right? Mm. If you want to see if one thing will cause another, you have to make sure that there's no external is it external variables uh, influencing what happens. So. When still, oh, shout out! <laughs> when my boy made when my boy made his comments, um, I got the impression that basically all the Liverpool players that you're going to see from last year are going to have a big drop in quality this year. So this year, when you're looking at Liverpool, you're seeing a bunch of injuries happen in key times. Um, with COVID as well, no one having a preseason. There's all these external factors that are influencing the way that Liverpool plays and it's like our rhythm's been broken up that I don't see his reasoning as to why he made the comment he's, he's fortunate because what he said came to pass but it's just not for the reasons that he thought so that's where me and him always have a gripe but I don't know what do you what do you guys think you know what it is like the reason I would say Liverpool are bad champions um I don't think they're by any means the worst champions. I think the worst you'll probably have to say is between Leicester after they won it and Chelsea. It's probably Chelsea because Chelsea were, obviously, Leicester weren't expected to win that. Do you know what I mean? But when you look at, <clears throat> like, when you look at most of the champions that have won it, usually they finish second the year after. And I think if you finish second or obviously win it, you're not bad champions. If you go to third, it's questionable. If it's 4-4 below, I think you haven't put up a good fight to defend it. And I think that's what's defined as bad champions. And then I think the other thing is also the results that you've done. Like, I can't remember someone being crowned champion and then losing 7-2 to a team that weren't even, do you know what I mean? And then, and, and then like, losing your home record to Burnley. Do you know what I mean? When, when, when Arsenal lost their invincible fingers to Man United. Do you know what I mean like completely different? There's no fans in the stadium. No, and man, you can't use these excuses. It happened. We're using it home. Happened. No, I'm just explaining home form. 
Like, there's certain reasons why yeah, it's home though. form is better than others. No, I'm remember what I'm saying. I'm not justifying Liverpool's performances. I think um, I can't remember for which fixture it was. I gave a rant about why I was angry about how the way Liverpool are playing. But if you want to talk about home, it might have been Brighton. But if you want to talk about home and away form, the reason why people have home and away form is directly due to home fans and away fans. So whilst I'm angry that we lost the game, I'm angry for completely different reasons rather than they ended our home form. Because without fans, it's home and away fixtures are basically just neutral venues right now. The only difference is you might have a nice change room. That's about it. Mm. You don't have to deal with a hostile crowd or anything. So, I wouldn't say, though, that you lot were bad champions if you was far behind City, but second or third and still marginally in the title race. I can't see how you're not bad champions if you're not in the title race the year after. I hear that. I hear that. But, I mean, there's a lot that can still happen in the Premier League. There's still 16 yeah, games to go. Anything yeah. can happen. You know, at around about this time, City were like, what, 26 points behind Liverpool? And we're only 13 points behind them. That's, mm. So, you know, anything can happen. What do you actually think about that Leicester game, though? No, no, no. Move on, move on, move on. Talk about United. <laughs> no, no. You've no, heard no. no, let's talk about the Leicester game. Yeah, I want to hear I this. will talk about the Leicester game. I was absolutely livid. Um, True story. After the final whistle, lies, actually. I start a true story with a lie. After the 86th minute, I closed my TV. I sent a, like a message on my group chat to every single group chat that was in my phone and I said nah it's all locked off I ain't, you ain't hearing from me for the entire weekend <laughs> I didn't want to talk about football I didn't jump on PlayStation play FIFA I was so so angry because for the ho- for like the first 70 minutes of the game we dominated them they had the stats are going to say that they had one shot on goal right and it's, it's going to be that Vardy one that hit the crossbar we all know that shot was offside the but the linesman just didn't raise the flag because, as he's meant to, you let the game run, and then if it's offside, VAR will call it. But because the game wasn't stopped, it classifies as a shot. Uh, not a shot on target, but as a shot in general. They barely had a sniff at our, at our goal for 70 minutes, and then for, um, Firmino and Salah like, combined well to score that great goal. And then... It just went downhill since the Thiago challenge. It, it's unfortunate because it's not like he lunged at him late. It, it was just like a little nibble. Edge of the box. He, I think he practically stood still and the player tripped over him. It's, it's whatever. It is what it is because in the middle of the park, I've seen free kicks for that given. And then it goes in and end of the VAR call. I didn't have the heart to like check the after games to see if VAR actually got it right or not. I, I was too rattled to. Um... Allison and Kabak. Oh my word. Oh. I told you he was shit. I told you he was shit and you didn't believe me. The that's guys not, won, that's guys not won even Kabak's fault. That's not Kabak's fault. But but he's still shit though. <laughs> the the issue is but that's that's not his fault. Allison's is, been having howlers. No, what I will say about Allison is that in that specific example, right? Because Allison can see everything, I would put the blame on him. The only thing is, and I don't know because I didn't hear it, if Allison made the call to say it's his ball, Kabak needs to get out of the way. 
And I'm not saying if he did or didn't shout. That's all, I was, that's all the grace that I'm going to give him. If Alisson makes the shout, Kabak has to get out of the way. And he may have made the shout and he didn't get out of the way and you had a blunder. But to be fair, I thought Alisson could have seen the situation and saw that Kabak could have dealt with it. Uh, defensive blunder, you know, Vardy goes through and scores, whatever. And then from there, we just lost our heads. We was getting cut open left, right and centre. Uh, after that, I think Vardy had almost like half the goal open for him to put in the ball in the back of the net. And then Alisson yeah, actually had a fantastic save. Phenomenal. Mm. Um, saved it off the line onto the post. And then one-on-one get carved open again. It's, it's a mentality issue. I think this Liverpool team, they keep letting their heads drop when, when we concede or when we go down because it's like, oh, it's happened again. And I don't know what is, what's going to what's going to be the point where we change. Maybe the game tomorrow in the Champions League, if we can get a win there, that might spur on the players to put in good performances. But I don't know. Um, I'm not a salty loser. You know, I'm not going to say, oh, Leicester didn't play well. They played okay. They played exactly the way I thought they would. Vardy was kept quiet for most of the game, but you know they stayed in there. They didn't concede. Yeah, they, did, they defended quite well. But, I don't know. Liverpool just needs to reinvent themselves. I think the one issue that Klopp has... I don't know why we start with Milner. But you know what? Let me not go into that. We, we're just going to have to reinvent ourselves and to become less predictable if we want to be successful in the Premier League. But, so, yeah. for like, so, going into next season, would you keep the same squad? Milner needs to go. Matt, uh, Matip needs to go. Really? Yeah, he's injury prone. Um, mm. Unless... You know, does Oxlane Chamberlain have, like, Klopp's... I don't know, what, what did Ox do to Klopp why he can't get a start? Like, I don't, I don't get it. If you're not going to play him, sell him. Um, I do think that there's a talent there, but he's 27. Yeah, his, like, um, career, like, did not go the way I thought it would. It's, it's been a mixed bag. Mm. He was playing really well for Liverpool in his first like full season for us. Um, he scored a lot of crucial goals and then he got a really bad injury. Um, and it's unfortunate. It took him out for the whole season. He came back, uh, got another injury, another impact injury. Because that's another thing. I've got another friend who was like, why, are you, why on earth are you buying an injury-prone player? And what I was saying was that, one, it is a risk, so you're right there. But two, when you actually look at his Liverpool career, it's not like he's not like Naby Keita or Matic where every two weeks they keep getting muscular injuries. Da, da, da. Ox got like a serious ligament tear, like an, an impact injury. And that's not his fault. Mm. And the injury after that, that was another impact injury. And he's just been really unfortunate with injuries. But now at a time where I think Liverpool needs to rotate more than ever, I don't know why he's not playing more. And that is probably a criticism I have of Klopp. You know, use our full squad. There's some players I don't think are good enough. Um, where was I? Origi needs to go. Oh my gosh! The second he missed the one-on-one a few weeks ago, I was like, "Guys, no, need to go." I don't hate him. I've actually got, and Val can vouch for this. I've actually got a Liverpool shirt of what we won the Champions League with number twenty-seven on the back. Oh, that, nice. that may or may not be for Origi, but you know, I've got it. <laughs> Mad thing. But uh, we're just gonna have to trim the squad a bit get new players in. Um, 
Would you sign yeah. any more like big players or would it be just small additions to add to what you already have? I would, this summer, I think our front three are on two years left of their contract. I would ask Ooh, all that's of dangerous. Well, okay. it's, it's all right. I mean, you usually let big players go down to their second year and then you really ask them, you know, are you going to stay or are you going to go? And then you can either sell them this summer or in January. I would ask the front three who wants to stay and they can stay and who wants to go, we'll sell them. I think, I think Jay was saying this last, last week, we could sell Salah and get what, over a hundred million for him. I don't want Salah to go. Even when we're playing bad, he's the only person this season who can hold his head up and say he hasn't let his standards drop. Yeah, he can have one or two games where he doesn't play well. Every, every player goes through that. The man's got 17 goals in all comps. I think he's clear by about three or four goals in the race for the golden boot. Like, he's doing his job. And if we get rid of him, unless you literally get Mbappe or Holland, you can't replace Stalas stats. Simple as. I think for Mane, you can get near 100 million. For me, no, I think you can get a bit less, around 60 or 70 million if you're lucky. Um, whoever doesn't want to stay, sell, and then try to reinvest in another attacker. Why not? No, you don't still believe that. What has happened, fam? You know what? <laughs> Timo Werner hate comes later, fam. It it will come back again, but uh, I I want to hear about this uh this United game. To be honest, there's not much to say, honestly. Rats, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you know, I I, I tell a lie. There, there's a little bit to say. Alright, cool. Let's go. You both saw the game, right? Or at least the highlights. I didn't see. Highlights. You know what? Yeah. While you're while you're talking, I'm you're gonna watch the sky highlights now. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Same. <laughs> go on. <laughs> see, <you> do this. <laughs> I've seen them, but I want to see them again. <laughs> honestly, it's the only thing that can keep me alive. Honestly. <laughs> but go on. Apparently, the first goal was quite bad for Lindelof. The, the first thing is the first goal is a foul. Oh. Mm. You know, people have it. It should have. Been, it wasn't given, but it should have been. People have their opinions about it, but realistically, it's a foul. I don't remember the rules stating that you can jump on top of someone with your arms, claw their face to win a header and score. God, I'm literally watching <laughs> that goal right now. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and if if the rules do say that, then okay, I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they don't. To be so, fair, that's a foul. Climb over should... the back of him. Should Lindelof do better? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> is it a foul? Yes. <laughs> it's, again, it's another story of incompetent refereeing. To be fair, though, he did get muscled out a little bit. No, no, he, don't get me wrong. I'll be the first one to tell you that Lindelof should do better in the air, always. What a goal. But that is a foul. And then Bruno Fernandes do what Bruno Fernandes does, yeah. clutching Ole out every single time. Saving that's true, guy. actually. Yeah, <laughs> that was a bad boy volley, though. Very, very good finish. Luke Shaw getting another assist. Yeah, really getting me fantasy points. That's the best left back in the league right now. Yeah, I, I was half watching the first half. Uh, it was just really boring. A lot of a lot of United versus a, a low block team. You know, passing sideways, not really doing anything. Lack of intensity. 
you know, trying things, but no real pace for the game. Second half was a little bit better. A little bit better. Start going forward. We got caught on the counter a couple of times. There was one chance they had where, once again, the same West Brom striker fouled Harry Maguire. Yeah. So, you know what? I literally just watched that. I was going to say, did you think that was a pen or not? In the penalty box. Where yeah, I, should, I should go back to the Harry Maguire dive. It's not a pen, not at all. Mm. But he goes down far, far, far too easily. Off the line. And it's offside anyway. Mm. Um, you know, if we're talking about should it be given as a pen? Probably. We've seen those given all season. I mean, the latest one was Mo Salah going down after the touch of a feather. But yeah. are those pens in general? No, no, they're not. And then, uh, yeah, the foul from the striker where De Gea had to bail us out. He won't get plaudits for it because no one likes David De Gea for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do you well, think... That's a, a really good, public it's opinion a really good has... double save, yeah. Yeah. Why do you think people's opinions about David De Gea hasn't altered even though his form's picked up? Because Henderson's it. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. Uh, also, being a keeper is the worst job. For a footballer, mm. Jesus, I'd hate to be a keeper. But people still talk as if Kepa's a bad keeper. He could have a brilliant game where he makes 10 saves. People still call him a bad keeper. And that's the job of a goalkeeper. You make one mistake and, and you're done. To be well, fair, Kepa Kepa's has case, made it's, terrible yeah, <laughs> It's not one mistake. Mm. But um, I, I saw someone say that because football is such a low-scoring sport. Mm. It's even worse for the keepers because they do one thing and they get 10 yeah. times more criticism than any other player on the pitch. Alison. That's true. <sighs> exactly. Um, and people people just... <sighs> the Hayes form this season has been fine, but people will still call him a bad keeper because one, they don't like United and two, it's easier to say that the Hayes is a bad keeper than it is to say he's a good one. Mm. Well, the Partly first reason is just Henderson. So, that was... <laughs> hmm. Got a fray in, got a fray in. And then Dean, obviously, Dean Henderson's ready though for you. Lot. No, he's not. Um, he was he was decent at Sheffield. He was very very decent at Sheffield. He's been decent every time he's come in, but he has made errors at Sheffield and at United. And honestly, if you want to win a league title, you're not winning it with this Dean Henderson in goal. Maybe a year or two or three that Dean Henderson, maybe, but this one no. Nah, I think it'd be rash to put him in goal and just say, have the rest of the season. Okay. okay. So, from that Man United team, yeah, I want to do a little thing with you with the Man United team. Okay. So, with this, right, let me let me get the lineup up one sec. So, basically, from that team that played against West Brom, I'm going to say every Man United player and simply just say, stay, just say, stay or go next season. Fair enough? <laughs> is he still there? He's, I'll, yeah, he's still I'll his tell rest. you right now, there isn't anyone in that eleven that will say go next season. Oh, that would say go. Okay, so I can tell you who should be benched, but I can't tell you who we should sell. Okay, so but these these are starting eleven players, of course. Okay, so should we say play or benched? Yeah, yeah, I think that's okay. play, play or benched. All right, so David De Gea, play. Aaron Wambasaka. Play. Lindelof. 
Go on. Go on. <laughs> Play. Oh, started on that okay. one. Okay, context. <laughs> context. For the longest time, Val, tell me your opinion on United centre-backs and why you play I, Lindelof. The thing is, I really like Lindelof. I think he's a very good... Because you have to remember, you have to remember a lot of what Victor Lindelof has to do is covering for what Harry Maguire is not good at. Okay. When they play okay. together, although they don't work perfectly, mm. yeah. they play together. If a ball goes in behind Harry Maguire, who, who has to get there? Not Harry Maguire. No Lindelof. It'll take, him, oh. it'll, take him 10 years to, it'll take him 10 years to get that. It's true. So would, you say, Lindelof. would you say Lindelof? Um, what's his name? Lindelof's better than Bailey? Or Bailey? Or Bailey. Honestly, I think they're about the same. People like to overhype Eric Bailly because he has different qualities and he's probably better suited to the Prem because of his physicality mm. and how quick he is. Mm. But Lindelof is a far better ball player than him. Far better ball carrier, far better ball player. He's just not as good in the air, which is what we see time and time again, him getting dominated, which is annoying, but... Do you think he was like a DM that was just moved to centre-back back in the day? Because yeah, he doesn't he, command I, his area. He used to play right-back. Oh. I could see that. And he's played okay. right-back a couple of times. Very, very rarely for United. Um, but at Benfica, he played right back a couple of times there. Okay. Harry Maguire. Uh, bench. Really? He would. He would never. He would never ever get benched. <laughs> like the thing is, like, you can you can laugh, but he would never ever get benched. But if it was my United eleven, he wouldn't be in it. He doesn't have. Yeah, but who's who's going in? Eighty million the down the drain. <laughs> But what did I say when we were first linked with Harry Maguire? It's true. I said, I don't really... want him at my club. You said that. I have to get I don't want him at my club. When he was signed, I said, okay, I hope he proves me wrong. He's mm. been fine, but you can see people exploit him. They exploit his lack of pace. <laughs> they exploit his mobility. Like he's you not... make him sound like a bully child in the playground. Because <laughs> the thing is, like, I don't hate him. I think he's a good centre back. Eighty million, no way. But he's a good centre back. Very, very good in the air. Very good at interceptions. Comfortable ball player. He's just not quick and not mobile enough to play a high line, which is what United want to do. Imagine Harry Maguire against Mbappe. Oh, <laughs> it's done. It's Jesus. done. Like, Jesus. And that's kind We've of the level, that's kind of the level of centre-backs we need Damn. if we want to be a Premier League winning team and be good in the Champions League. It's true. Because we're going to have to play against PSG. We, always, we seem to get them every single year. So. Mm. And that is true. Luke Shaw. Play. He's having a brilliant season. Okay. Yes. Tomine. Scott McSauce. McSauce, you know. Bench. Bench? Yeah. Really? I swear yeah. he's doing well. He is doing well, uh, but he doesn't start for me. Very, very good young player. Still only 23, I believe. Who would you play in this place? Out of the current squad, uh, Pogba. He doesn't want to see him shine. Doesn't want to see young players shine. What can I say? Fair enough. Fred? Bench. Really? 
Mm-hmm. Who would you play then if you're playing Pogba and who? You're not playing. Matic. I personally would play Matic and Pogba. Okay. And then obviously okay. next season, if we're talking about bringing players in, I'd bring in a DM to play next to Pogba if he stays. If not, then you bring in a DM and maybe another midfielder. I feel like this team would fit perfectly with Thomas Pye in it. It would have. Uh, I'm yeah. actually really jealous that Arsenal, of all teams, Arsenal, got yeah, exactly. such a good player in Thomas Party. <laughs> such a good player. And you know what they're going to done? They've gone and made him injury. injury yeah, now he's injured. Well done. Literally, <laughs> this man well was done. never injured at, at Letty. And now he's picking up injuries left, right and centre. <sighs> what did you do to the man? Yeah, no, it's Arsenal star. Marcus Rashford. Play. Okay. Not on the right, though, but play. Bruno Fernandes. Obviously play. Martial. Bench. For who? In our current squad? Yeah. Uh, if you're talking about who I would have played against West Brom, I would have put Rashford on the left, Mata on the right. Mata? He's still there. Mm-hmm. He's still there. He just... your appreciation for Mata. For I think he's a, it's because he's a very intelligent football player. Why is he in the squad? At... He is in the squad. He just never plays. For some reason, Ole doesn't want to play him. Yeah, but I like, don't get it. He ain't even on I, the I bench. Think, yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I Do honestly don't. He understand, just doesn't really. have the legs for it anymore. Regardless of whether he has the legs, you know West Brom are going to sit deep. Yeah, and he's crazy. So our wingers don't have to defend anyway. That's true. So why not just play him? He doesn't need mm. to tuck back. <laughs> it's true. It makes no sense to me. So yeah, bench Martial this season. He. He's been in horrible form. He doesn't offer anything on or off the ball. I don't even know why he still gets in the starting eleven. Some weird Ole favoritism, but okay. <laughs> what do you think and about Van der Beek? I feel sorry for him. Mm. Uh, his play style doesn't quite suit the rest of the team, especially mm. if you play him in place of Bruno, because uh, Van der Beek he loves receiving the ball in the channels. And in behind, you know, running past the striker, almost overlapping the striker, we'll say. And Bruno loves receiving the ball to feet. So whenever Van der Beek plays, they're constantly looking, you know, the midfield, where it's Matic, McTominay and Fred, they're constantly looking to play the ball into his feet. And he's saying, no, play it in the channels, play it in behind. And it makes it look like he's having a horrible game and barely involved. And it doesn't help that Oli keeps subbing him on with 10 minutes to go as if that's going to change anything. But Yeah. That's true. Edison Cavani. Uh, I would play him. Unless we're going to buy a new striker, I'd play him. Who would you sign if you was going to buy a new one? If you had to buy someone for I, next year? Ideally, Holland, but he's not leaving. Mm. No, he's not. I think... If if Holland knows what's good for him, he stays at Dortmund for the next three, four years. Yeah. He's only like Obviously. 22, isn't he? Yeah. He's, a lot of people think that they have to rush these players into moving to big teams. That all mm. move Mbappe to Real Madrid, move Holland to Real Madrid. Unless they they want to do the whole seven years there. They could easily stay where they are, you know, boost their stats, develop their game, and then move there when they're in their prime at about 25, 26. Got time. That's mad. Yeah. Uh, speaking of United, though, what do you feel is lacking in your squad that's preventing you from going to the next level? Because I feel like Deadwood. At yeah, you have flashes of of brilliance, but there's something missing throughout your team where it's like 
your whole team doesn't even believe that they can move on no, to the next step. The obvious answer is tactics. I'm not Oli out, to clarify. Uh, I just don't think he's a top manager. I know he's not a top manager. He was managing in Norway before he came to United. So he's not currently at that level where he can create tactical plans and tactical setups on the level of Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola. You can't expect him to. These lot, I think Klopp has like 20 years as a coach and Pep has, however, I think he just turned 50, so he probably has easily 15 years plus. Or he's had two years at United. Like he's just not going to be on the same level. So the easy answer is, is tactics. You need someone with tactics that work, that are tried and tested and that work. If you're going to stick with Ole, then you need better players. And there are a couple of positions in that United side that could improve. Hmm. That could definitely could. improve in terms oh, of quality. Yeah. yeah. I think where it comes to United, at the beginning of the season, I was nervous because... At the beginning of the season, I wasn't quite sure as to what United would show up. Would they be challengers? Would they be going for top four? Mm. Were, were they going to fall by the wayside, kind of like what Arsenal was slash is-ish doing? Or like what Spurs are doing right now? But I do feel like they've surprised everyone. I think there was a, a mirror or a tweet that went went out and it was like United are doing significantly better than what everyone expected and Liverpool are doing significantly worse than what everyone expected. And... Mm. Whilst I do agree with what Val's saying with the tactics and he doesn't quite have that yet, I do feel as though he's put United into a position where they can sort of cut the line and and kind of cheat their way into becoming a, a, a high-challenging team. And I don't mean it in the sense of doing something actual bad. I mean cutting the line metaphorically, of course. But I do feel like United's probably only about two or three players away from competing on a serious level in both the Champions League and the Premier League. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I feel like when I look at this United team, when I look at the Liverpool team from years ago, there's a lot of players in there that I feel like with the right characters around them, they will, one, up their level of performances and, two, start playing consistently more because players like Bruno, he he demands a certain level from the people around him. It doesn't help the fact that he keeps losing the ball himself though he gets the stats. But I feel like having an example of a high-level professional, I don't just mean someone who's super professional, I mean like a super professional that is of of the highest quality of of talent would actually encourage the players around them to kind of play better than what... kind of raise their own standards, essentially. I don't know if you agree with me or not. No, I, I do agree. We've already started seeing it. You know, since Bruno's come in, you're seeing more consistency from certain players, most notably this season, Luke Shaw. Mm. Finally got over his mental hump, you know, of his big leg break a couple of years ago and a couple of niggly injuries since then. And he's finally coming back to the old Luke Shaw, getting forward, getting crosses in, getting to the byline, carrying the ball forward. We're seeing McTominay, you know, also bursting forward, getting into the box, shooting, scoring headers. Scoring very nice finishes as well. It's true. It's just unfortunately other players have dropped their level massively for some strange reason. And 
when that happens, you start to see where the holes, you know, the cracks are and a big, big hole in that United side is that right wing spot. Mm. Because Oni tries to get away with it by playing Rashford there, but we see he, he performs notably worse on the right than he does on the left. And then he tries to put Mason Greenwood there, but if Mason Greenwood's not scoring, he's still only 18 years old. His game is nowhere near refined and he's going to get lost and the game will bypass him at times. He's gotten better recently, but early on in the season, he looked like he looked like we're playing with 10 men. He, he looked a bit like Martial, basically just not offering anything. See, you, you mentioned something about Rashford playing on the right. Um, it's funny because I had the same argument with a friend of mine about Nicolas Pepe. And it's the idea of not being able to play on the other side of the pitch. How old is Marcus Rashford now? But the Ray thing is, free. he can play on that side, mm. just not as well. That, and that's the thing. Is, do, you, do you feel like a better management would help him improve his performances on the right? Because I, I honestly believe that as a professional footballer, left, right, you should, I'm not saying you should be playing the exact same way, but I feel like as a professional footballer, you should be able to adapt your game. And I remember we have, we have a friend who, whenever Nicolas Pepe used to play on the left side, he was complaining like, that's not his best position. You brought Nicolas Pepe to play in a certain way to do a certain thing and playing him on the left is wasting him. But now when you look at Nicolas Pepe on the left within the past few weeks, some of his best performances has been on the left. And I feel like he's developing this game. So I'm wondering, do you think Rashford could kind of develop in a similar aspect? Maybe, but you also have to remember Arsenal have a tendency of attacking down that left-hand side mm. because of Kieran Tierney, because of Bukayo Saka. Obviously, now he's moved to the right to accommodate for Aubameyang playing on the left and Nicolas Pepe, but they have a tendency, especially you know with Aubameyang playing off the left, when they mm. play Lacazette up front, they attack down that left-hand side. So he's going to see more of the ball and you're going to see more of the normal Nicolas Pepe. And so he should improve. United also have this tendency of attacking down the left, but this is because Wan-Bissaka is obviously not the best on the ball in terms of progressing it and build-up. He's gotten a lot better at timing his runs in behind, but in terms of build-up, he's often targeted by opposition teams. But The one thing I was going to say was you have to remember Marcus Rashford came through the academy as a striker. True. He got put on the left-hand side to accommodate other uh, players. Zlatan, I believe, at the time. Rooney. Yeah. Uh, Lukaku. Exactly. So him being able to play on the left and on the right to a similar degree would be helpful, yes. But I understand why he can't. It's a bit like asking Mo Salah to play on the left as well as he does on the right. Yeah. Just not going to happen. No, I hear that. I hear that. Speaking of player performances, though, there's been one Arsenal player that has been uh, turning lots of heads lately. Uh, so you've played by the name of Bakar Saka. Dre, do you want to tell us your opinions on his performances this season? Saka. Saka's a mad thing, bruv. I can't lie to you. Gassed Arsenal fans. Go on. <laughs> Bro, you know, you know what? Yeah, like, I think... When I was watching him yesterday, he was even shocking me at how good he was. I was like, raw, because literally the guy's, what, 18? 18, 19. Something. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
bro, his performances have just been crazy. Like, there's been times where he's been carrying us. He practically has most of the season. Like, a big club like Arsenal, do you know what I mean? Um, in regards to the future, though, I personally think he's going to be our Philip Coutinho. Oh, that's a, yeah. that's a big shout. Because yeah. was a good player for Liverpool. No, 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 no. I mean, in regards to we sell him. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. like, yeah, like, I think he's going to be our version of that because our owners are a bit money hungry anyway. We don't really have, well, they don't give us the finances to do what we want to do. But with a player like that, we could do the Liverpool way of doing it where the owners don't give you all the money, but you sell someone and you get it. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I would say Saka's valuation, if he carries on for the next two, three years, he'll only be, what, 22? And it, that could go up to a good 200. I would say 200. Bro, that, like, seriously, because I would say now it's nearing 100. Could, now, I think if you was to sell Saka now, Saka, Saka now, I think you could get around 50, 60 million from him. No way, bro. Nah, no more no than way. That. That's way more Ooh. than that. Way yeah. more. Oh, Sterling left for 50. 18. 50. I know, I, I know, but the price is... That was big at the time. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's gone up 50 was huge at the time. Uh, right, cool. I understand with inflation. So yeah, um, so yeah, so with so so if Saka, let's say Saka was Spanish or Brazilian, mm. do you know like suddenly 100, 150 Do you know what I mean? Like all these teams, and like the thing is, yeah, Saka isn't playing in Brazil or Portugal this good. He's in the Premier League, bro. It's true. Do you know what I mean? And like I feel like. There's players that have gone for less who may not have been as been as good. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. The, the only thing I will say that I'm nervous about Saka, though, and this is nothing to do with the player himself, I, because I, I do actually believe that he's playing very well as one of your best-performing players this season. It's just that I was having a conversation with someone yesterday about Saka, and they were saying that, oh... I, like I know what you're going to say. <laughs> it's, it's a good... You know, it's good that we sold a lot of players in January and a lot of the wages that are freed up, we should be playing. We should be paying players like Saka and Smith Rowe more money, like almost 100k a week. And the only issue that I have with is that, do you think Arsenal Football Club will be putting too much pressure on him to be yeah, definitely. like your talisman too early? Yeah, definitely. Like, he needs to learn from the other guys. It's important that people like Lacazette and Aubameyang are there. Do you know what I mean? Because people won't blame... Emil Smith and Saka if we lose, but they'll blame Aubameyang and Lacazette and Shaka and all these guys. Do you know what I mean? Even if they're not the greatest players right now, they'll still get the blame. And I think it's still important for Arsenal to sign big players past this. Do you know what I mean? Like following from party and TN and stuff like that. Even though TN is still mad young. So the future's looking bright. But with um, but I don't think Saka's the best young player in 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 England. Though. I think Foden's crazy. Uh, so I think I think Foden. I don't want to speak. I want to hear of that <laughs> man. I don't want to see him. Yeah, Foden. Uh, yeah, you know his his he in two or three years. Yeah, I will comfortably say he's world class. Yeah, Foden. Foden is what people thought Jack Wilshere was, <laughs> <laughs> and I will say that confidently. It's, and like I think. Well, well, you never know. Jack Wilshere could have been that if he didn't get injured. Who knows? But I think Foden's, yeah. And do you know what? Yeah, that actually leads me on to one of the questions I was going to ask you, man. 
Who would you actually play in the England squad right now? Because it's looking a bit nuts. Ooh. I'm like, going to let Val take this one first. Yeah, like, what would your England 11 beat? Gone, Englishman, oh, Val. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, it's not actually English, but... You know, I can. I've, I've, I've thought about it for for a few seconds. I can tell you, uh, Nick Pope in goal. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think Pickford is a very good keeper. Dean Henderson hasn't played enough. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you. Shout out Fulham. Shout out Fulham. Shout <laughs> yeah, out I, all you man that said Everton. I saw, I saw that finish. result, and <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. So I, I did. did. I did. West Ham are officially fourth. Liverpool are officially fifth. Yeah, they just I, won. They just won. Yeah, I, so, so, sorry, sorry to cut you. Continue. Let's not talk about league positions. I, I saw it. I saw. I saw the guy. Uh, Major scored brace, and I, I thought you'd like that one. I like uh, that. So yeah, Pickford, not Pickford. Nick Pope in goal. I don't know what the other option. Is. What's the other option? Problem. Pickford Hen- and Henderson. Pope. Dean Henderson. He hasn't played enough. Apparently, yeah. Martinez could play for England. I saw that yesterday. If he does, then he, he's the, he's a shoe in for me, but because he's yeah. he's top five keepers in the league right now. Yeah, Martinez, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Um, so Nick Pope in goal, Luke Shaw at left back. Awesome. One of one of Kyle Walker or uh, right back. Yeah, it'd be Ben Chilwell, Chilwell been, but yeah, if, I don't rate him at all. As far as I know, Kyle Walker can't play for England. I swear he's got. I swear he's finished. Because of that whole sex party thing, really? Yeah, like he got like like he's just out. He's done. Because the, the right backs would be Trent, but he has not had a good season. I would say Carl Walker's season. better still, though. Just just purely because of experience. Mm. Mm. I can understand why you'd say that. Mm. I think, I, yeah, I would have put uh, Walker at his best over Trent, but yeah. Center backs. Uh, I guess you have to go Harry Maguire. No one yeah. else really is it. And then and then John Stones because he's had a brilliant season as well. I have a he controversial one for the England team actually. What for centre back? Yeah, do you know? Do you know what? Yeah, I don't think that he should play straight away, but I think Rob Holden should be getting taken with nope, the squad. Nope. Definitely, man. He should, no, he should though. He should though. Come on, oh, man. Geez. Which like, he's, he's not, he's not being bad. Rob exactly, bro. Bad. He's not. He's not. He's not, he's not a terrible he's, defender. He's not being great, but he's I not being bad. It. It's like who else? Like we like, bro. I mean, Harry, we, we literally have Harry Maguire as our main centre back, and you ain't take Rob Holding. <laughs> I, you know what I mean, it doesn't even I make have sense. An agenda. It doesn't even make I sense. have an agenda against your club. I'm not entertaining this Holding spot. Move on, bro. Harry Maguire, John Stones, Luke Shaw, Carl Walker, if he can play. Yeah. Declan Rice. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Jordan Henderson. A little bit defensive, but Henderson can probably play a box to box role. Mm. Yeah. And then Rashford, Grealish, Sancho Kane. Oh. Wait. Sorry. Did, did, I, did I hear or not? Yeah, hear that's Sterling? what. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're gonna have to come again. He didn't say did I hear or not hear Sterling? 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 Not the oh. pound Sterling? 
Why are you going for that? Who are you dropping then? Rashford or Sancho? For Sterling? Go on, tell me. I would drop Sancho. And I, 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 I dare Rashford. you to say Rashford. I'd yeah, of course Rashford. you would. Of course no, you no, would. I, you know what, you know what? Big up the man for feeding the kids of this country, yeah? But for footballing ability, over the past three years, Sterling has been more consistent game to game than Rashford. Sterling has scored more tappings than Rashford. Yes. Oh, tappings for England. <laughs> tappings will get us... Uh, us? Ooh, I feel sick saying that. Tappings will get England to the semi-finals again. <laughs> uh, big up England, man. I'm sorry. Don't get me wrong. I, I rate Sterling. I do. I think he's a, a very good player. Uh, I just don't know about him for England. Mm. Okay, I don't think England saying. have the right setup to accommodate a player like Sterling. I might just actually so drop both the, of them. Wait, just so just for the way that I can view the front four, because I'm I'm seeing it as a four-two-three-one. It's a 43 one. Yeah. So Kane up front, right? Mm-hmm. Sancho on the left. Sancho on the right. Sancho on the right, sorry. Uh, Grealish on the left. Grealish so, through the middle. Grealish through the middle. Oh, and then Rashford to the left. Rashford on the left. No, no Madison. <laughs> I'll play Sterling and Saka. That's, I'm just saying, that's the season. Oh, and Foden to... as well. Foden. 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 But Foden doesn't start. For me, oh. You're talking about starting eleven because Foden definitely has to be on the plane. He's a brilliant player, mm. brilliant player. Same with James Madison. Uh, same with James Justin. If he didn't get that ACL injury, there are a couple yeah. good young English players. Would you take Smith Rowe? Saka as no. well. Smith Rowe. <laughs> sorry, if sorry, he continue, no. if he continues Arsenal. his form. <laughs> no, no. If Smith Rowe is a very good player, if he continues exactly. his form bench player. the end of the season. Phil Walker only was 16. Well. All right, cool, cool. But if we're talking starting players... No, nah, he's not starting. Start, All right, cool. Henderson has to start one of Maybe England's most up. consistent players. Uh, Declan Rice is a very, very good young defensive midfielder. Yes. And then the rest of the team is really based on, on form and, well, personal opinion. I, I hear personal opinion, but based on four Madison stats, is that's his there. That's his Where do you put Madison? Madison's Madison not Madison Cam. Wait, Madison Cam. O- over, Wait, over Greenish. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is no, 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 Better than Grealish this season. Like, no Madison's way. been amazing, this but if you're saying no Madison or Grealish, I have to go with Grealish. Grealish is one I of the have. best in the world right now. I know. I chill out. He is though. He's, best he's, he's been he's been one of the best in the league this entire give, season. Yes, he has. He has. He's been a very very good player. I, I you know, like, it was. I hate to leave Madison out, but he doesn't get in over Grealish. It's a tight one. It's and a tight you one. can't put Grealish and Madison in the same eleven. It's just not going to work. Maybe you can just take out Rashford, put Grealish on the left, and Madison. Yes, but why would I take out Rashford when he works so well with Luke Shaw at left back? <laughs> I actually, know who you're going to take on the bench as well? Because there's so many players that come up, like Calvert Lewin. That's true. Do a do a do a seven man bench. Let's go. Who, who's the sub? Mount keeper. Mount gets no, Mount gets nowhere near that plane. 
You think so? He's the overrated. love child of Fat overrated. Frank. Like, don't <laughs> so, get me wrong, he's he's one of Chelsea's best players right now, but that man is overrated. Mason Mount is Mason Mount is a younger, Ooh, slightly better else. John McGinn. John McGinn. Would you I take thought... um uh Tomori? No. Because AC Milan are currently top. But how how much has he played? Fair enough. He only went there. He only went Fair there enough. in Jan. Fair enough. Eric Dyer. If Spurs were doing better, maybe. He's first as hard because he can play DM and centre back, but it's not good enough. That's for Deli Ali. No, no. Both of those players get nowhere <laughs> near the plane. No, not Delhi, I... not Winks. <laughs> I, I will say, for the record, since 2012, <laughs> I have said Delhi Ali is on the most overrated. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that he had that one or two good seasons. People comparing him to what? What, what was the song? Conan Pele. Are you mad? Nah, man. Tottenham fans, you're done out here. You know what? To be fair, I don't think Trippier's even going. Nah, not Trippier. Tri- Trippier ain't even first... on the plane. It's controversial that he didn't have Trent starting, but Trent definitely has to Madrid let to go. They're top of the league. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Playing right now because he's banned Trippier, but they're top of the league. But are we are we basing it on this season's form or yeah, this season or like the last few? You'd have to blame it. You'd have to blame it. You'd have to base it on this season's form. Would you think about playing um, Aaron Wambasaka centre back? No, or, he's or not. Walker. He's not good enough in the air. Can't walk a centre back. Can work. Maybe, maybe Rob Holden. No, no, no. The only Arsenal player that gets in right now is Saka. I think Can Ainsley Maitland-Niles will will probably go just because he's played for England quite a lot this year. Like like like, like being in the squad, and he's so versatile that. He's a good player to take. Val, no, big but team, in, you know Dries was trying to left backs. England no, it's true though. You can play everywhere. Right no, England have left backs, right backs, and midfielders. <laughs> <laughs> that thing in the background, bro. He's a... <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to think of more England players. We just take Loftus Cheek. Shout. Well, was it um Tara Mings? Yeah, Tyro Mings. Jesus, I'm. I might even play him. He's playing very well for Chelsea. I might even play him. Apparently, he's going Man U. <laughs> for the record, I made a boot. Tyro Mings plays for Aston Villa as a centre back. Sorry, I was thinking about someone else, and you but, know who I was thinking about. So, do you watch football or? <laughs> nah, bro, it's, 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 it's a casual hobby of mine. <laughs> Who are you Reece thinking James, about? I think I was talking. Oh, Reese James. Reece James. I mean, oh, yeah, Reese James. James. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, overrated. Would you take um, Watkins? Nah. He, he doesn't get in over Kane. He does. I, I play Sterling up front before I play Watkins up front. Really? And no, no, bench. It's not, I'm bench. not taking anything off a bench, yeah. A bench, yeah. No. But do, if, do you take if, Watkins or Bamford? Or, or Calvin Lewin? Wilson? Or Calvert Lewin. Calvert Lewin. Yeah. Or no, Eddie Nketiah. Calvert Lewin, he's he's not versatile and is play enough to play for for England. And that's not yeah, but me hating because he's scum or I swear Man yeah. United have someone. Or you're Greenwood. Greenwood. Yeah, he's, he's far too young. He's far. 
Would you not take him? Not in his current form. Mm. I don't know. Okay. There's a, you know, England does have a lot of a lot of players that has a oh, shout to be on the plane. To Barkley, all the all the young players have come good now. Yeah, so it's an issue. No, Ross Barkley is not good enough. I'm not. Having he started. He's, no, yes, he, he started is. really well. He has to go. He started really he has well. to go. He's had a he mad well. season. Oh, so yeah, he can go on the plane. You know, I keep forgetting that we're doing the bench players. No, yeah, no, no. Can, yeah, he yeah. He's just going on the plane. Yeah, no, you can go on the plane. I can't think of no one else. Would you take that um, Jones from Liverpool? Because no. no. He's not enough yet. No, not even on the bench. He can stay at Anfield, honestly. <laughs> Why are you Sounds like it? I don't like him. <laughs> I do like the kid. It's just... I, there, I think I mentioned... I touched on this the other week. Not every player is going to reach 18 and 19 and be as good as Mbappe or oh, you know, a lot no. of these young superstars. No, of course not. But... Ox. Any time, no, no, you wouldn't. No, no. It's not what? what about Theo Walcott? He's had a no. decent season, Southampton, Danny yeah, Ings, no. Ings, yes, brilliant yeah. striker, brilliant, yeah, but, brilliant striker. yeah, but now we have about six strikers, <laughs> yeah, no, but you take, <laughs> you take Kane, you take Ings, you take Calvert Lewin, Vardy, you probably take you know, Vardy's side. Oh, you yeah. probably take Bamford for his work rate. Slightly yes. over Ollie Watkins. Yeah, but Calvert Lewins. Yeah, you take four strikers. Fair enough. It's annoying because I don't I don't feel like England will play in a way that would suit. I mean, I, I guess Sancho could cross in the ball and Grealish could chip in the ball. I just the way Everton play is so weird that I don't know if Calvert Lewin is adaptable. He's not just a target man, though. He can get in behind, as he yeah, showed exactly. against United in the 3-3. Yeah, I... True. He but doesn't just score headers. Like in pace. In he the next Euros, do you think... getting burnt by Calvert-Lewin, yes. <laughs> so, in the next Euros, do you feel like there's actually a chance England could win it? No. no. There's always a chance England could win it. You just don't have a good enough manager. England mm. winning an international trophy is like Spurs winning the Premier League. England are good though, bro. It like, happened once. I don't think our team's once terrible. Once in history. I don't <laughs> Never think... again. Yeah, but like when you think about it, when you look at the top teams, probably the only teams better than us are what? Portugal, France, and Germany. That's a lot. Portugal of teams, aren't even Portugal aren't better than England in terms I think of so. Bruno Fernandes, Ronaldo, Felix. They have uh, Diaz. Jean Felix is is nineteen. Diaz, Diaz I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, he's come really good since he joined. Who's their keeper? The Wolves keeper. He's okay. Patricio's average. I swear they have someone else who's good. Diogo Jota. good players, but Jota. You take you take Ronaldo out that Portuguese side and oh, oh um Silva. Yeah, but not that Silva. Oh, yeah, that's you what have I'm to remember. Of. These players you're mentioning, they don't perform on the international stage. Ooh. Some don't, but didn't they win? They, they, the, yeah, they, they won a Euros. Ronaldo carried them to what the semis before getting injured, and mm. they scraped over it the did. line at that at the Euros. Yeah. They're a good side. They're just not as good as people make them out to be. So who else is above us? Would you put Holland above us? France. Oh, Not Holland now. You know what? Holland Actually, are, are like England. The pie? Very good players. They just never Van seem Dijk, to win. The lip. 
They have a Ronaldo. very good side. Yeah, very, very good side. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of any. Can't think of anyone else clear cut except France and Germany. To be honest with you, oh Spain, Spain maybe. No, 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 definitely not Spain this year. No, 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 no. They're not. They haven't been that great for the past few years. Yeah, who's their best player now? Boy, Sergio Ramos. Unfortunately, it's it's really just France, Germany, and Holland. Mm. Yeah, I can't think of no one else. Like Italy aren't doing mad thing. It might be England's best chance to actually do something and win it. No, but remember, but remember, this is England. Yeah, in that World Cup last time, we literally lost to Croatia. <laughs> I don't know what is up with you, lot, man. Honestly, mentality—they don't believe they can win any, anything. Yeah. So how many you have Harry Kane in, in your side? <laughs> Poland. Well, Eric Dyer at the back with oh Jordan Pickford in goal. What are you going to win with Jordan Pickford in goal? You just asked for a disaster. At the He's back terrible. <laughs> He's really bad. Terrible is a nice He's a word. Bad keeper. But do you want to go into so, the final segment? So I guess yeah. I was gonna say so. I guess we're not really. We're kind of writing off England for, well, for the Euros. Actually, before we get into the final segment, can I ask my questions and then and then go we'll do it. the we'll do the if you say last because that's always the last minute. So basically, this week, I have a little game for you guys, which I've prepared. So I've got three questions for you, knowing that Val's a Man United fan, Daz is a Liverpool fan, then we've got a third one. So what it is, yeah, I will ask you a team from one year and a team from another year in your history, and then we will all debate on who's basically better. Simple enough? Yep. So, so first of all, We'll start off with Liverpool. Okay. First of three. Um, which team would you say is better? The Liverpool team that was in 2009 when Liverpool came second or the Liverpool team that also came second in 2014? Good question. Um, <clears throat> throughout the squad, 2009 squad was the better squad. I think so. I think, yeah. Steven Gerrard was at his prime. Him and Torres, they were electric together. Um, I think we had a player called, I keep forgetting how to say his name, Riera, something like that, because of our number 11. He was a very talented player. We, I remember we you talking about I just can't say yeah. his name. We had yeah, Mascherano, we had Xabi Alonso. Um, we had a lot of ballers. James Carragher was decent back then. Um, uh Pepperina, he he was a very very good keeper. I think one of the best I've seen, probably top twenty that I've seen in a prem. Mm. Um, that that whole team was strong. Whereas with the Liverpool team that came second with Luis Suarez, I feel like Suarez and Sturridge were two of the best. Like that was two of the best striker partnership performances that I've seen from Liverpool in my lifetime. Yeah, Sturridge was great. Bar, yeah, bar like Salah, Mane, and Firmino. I feel like they had they had more match winners in that 2013-14 squad, but the squad as a whole was better than 2009. I'd say. Fair enough. <clears throat> All right, so Val, would you say Man United's 2008 team where they won the Champions League, or the 1999 team where they won the Champions League? Are they both treble years? No, just the 
99 missed the travel year. So in 2008, I remember who won the FA Cup. Who won the FA Cup that year? That's difficult. That's very, very difficult. Because you're comparing two very good teams from two different footballing times, 10 years apart. Um, I'd probably pick the 99 team. But that's because I have a bias. I do believe that, in general, players from those times are underrated in comparison. Any specific Mm. reason why? Just because it's very difficult to compare players that were playing in the 90s to players playing closer towards 2010 and above, you know, when the real big money started coming into it. Because mm. United at that time were comfortably the best team in the country. By far. Like, even if you ignore the, the Champions League win, best team in the country by far. Once the Premier League got changed from Division 1 to the Premier League, United were the best team in the country. By far, in terms of not just a squad, as a club. Mm. So you have to think of how good these players were at that time in comparison. Like someone like Eric Cantona was probably seen by the opposition as one of the best players they've ever seen play at that time. Because you're thinking they're playing, they're practicing, they're training every day. He's on the pitch doing stuff that they couldn't even wish to do. And they're like, how do we even play against this guy? Mm. And obviously with, you know, all the money and, the sports science and the improvements it's easy for the average player to get better yeah but that also does play yeah. faster quicker exactly that also does play into into that 08 team being very very good as well because they were brilliant but yeah, I'll probably pick the 99 I'll, I'll pick the 99 team fair enough but that's, per, that's personal bias yeah so before we go into the to, to the last question, do you want to have a random guess at who won the FA Cup in 2008? Arsenal. Arsenal. It was actually Portsmouth. Oh. oh. They beat they beat um someone and got relegated in the same year, didn't they? Yeah, they they beat Cardiff. Oh no, that was Wigan that did that. Oh, no, or, that or Wigan Wigan. also did it because Watson scored, didn't it? Oh wow. Yeah. So okay. The last, the last question, either you can just answer it or do a combined 11, whatever you want to do. Which team was better, yeah? Liverpool's Prem winning team or the Man United team that we just spoke about in 2008, man? Which the United was the team? team? Yeah, which one was the, the, the better team? Like, if they played each other, who's going to win? Liverpool in that Prem winning team or that Man United team in 08 or 09? That United team. I this is a this is a very very good question. The issue is it's kind of like comparing two teams from different eras. I understand why it would be easy for someone to just say the United team because because history has gone by. Um, you could just say, oh, that team won however many Premier Leagues in a row, and that would come into play in a lot of people's minds, whether it's consciously or unconsciously. But if we're just taking that year to Liverpool's year, 
Liverpool dominated their league much more than United dominated their league. And that, for me, Liverpool's Premier League run was better than Manchester United's Premier League run. And that's fair to say, objectively, yeah. yeah. But I think and so... of course, you can. There's, there's an argument to say that, oh, maybe the competition that Liverpool had was easier or harder than what United had. But these are things that you can never really prove or disprove. And which it makes for good podcasting debates and arguments. But at the mm. end of the day, you can only play what's in front of you. And I would mm. say that the Liverpool team dominated their league better, specifically. So, so if you took that Man United team that was in the 08-09 and you took mm. the Liverpool team in that season and there was simply a football match tomorrow, who do you guys think would win that and why? <laughs> a football, a football match tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, that that Liverpool team. Well, yeah, because mm. their their players are like yeah. ten ten years of progression in training standards, sports science. They're gonna breeze them, completely mm. breeze them. Like Do- people don't understand how how much progression has happened in football across the decades. Mm. Oh, those olden teams won't hold a candle in terms of pressing intensity. Passing into running, like it's it's just not the same. How many players from like from that Liverpool team would actually get in that Man United team though? Uh do you have the lineup of their starting lineup? Um what for Man U or Liverpool? Uh United. I can we can remember the Liverpool one because it's only like the other day. Yeah, let me let me get off because I can yeah, I can remember I, the majority. It'll be yeah, bring it because it'll probably be Ronaldo, Rooney. Um, it would have Tevez. most likely been Ronaldo Rooney Tevez. You would have had Evra. Yeah. Vidic Ferdinand. Maybe Wes Brown at right back. Um, wait, I'm just getting the line up. Then you have now. Michael Carrick, Paul Scholes in the middle. Ryan Giggs. Yeah. Giggs. And um, is it Van der Sar, I want to say? Yeah, Van der Sar so, in goal. That's probably so for... Yeah. For Man United, when they played in the... Oh, but they got one player. So, for Man United, when they played in the Champions League final against Chelsea, they played Van der Sar, Wes Brown. I don't know if you would mm-hmm. play Gary Neville. Yeah. They originally... Ferdinand, Vidic, Evra, Scholes, mm-hmm. Carrick. They played Hargreaves on the right. I don't know if you would yeah. replace that with Nani or something. Then Ronaldo and Tevez and Rooney up front. And obviously, you got Berbatov on the bench. I would replace Hargreaves with Giggs. Oh, yeah. So, on the bench, you got... Can... Let's let's not do bench. Let's not yeah. do bench. No, no. no. Re- read the bench out so we know what sort of. Yeah, he's there. Ah, okay. Yeah, so you've got Anderson, Giggs, Nani, O'Shea, yeah. Fletcher, and Sylvester, and I presume yeah. that our oh, skulls on the pitch. So yeah, I don't think there's anyone else around that time. It would, yeah, that would have been it would have roundabout been that team. Yeah, Berbatov's not there yet. I don't think so. He would have still been at Tottenham, at Spurs. Yeah, by then I believe. So, so who from Liverpool's team gets in that? Uh, Salah does. You probably go with a front three of Ronnie, Rooney, Salah. I was about to say, for the records, are we equalising fitness and stuff? Because as Val said, there is going to be a big discrepancy between press and intensity. I would just say, like, try and make the most neutral playing field as you can, where it's not like timelines. I would say just take it for what they was then and what they are now and then try and leave out the sports science side of it. Yeah, because the only way to compare teams from two different eras 
is to think about how good they were in comparison to everyone else at the time. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. So think okay. about how good this team was in comparison to the rest of the teams, in a way. Mm. And then how good this Liverpool team were in comparison to the rest of the teams. Because it's very easy to say this Liverpool team were fantastic. In my opinion, they were very good and very consistent. Not the best team you'll ever see. Just one I, of the I most agree. consistent teams you'll ever see. I mean, City were brilliant <laughs> and consistent. I think City is the best team I've ever seen in the Premier League. That that City team looked unbeatable at times, but that's that's not in the discussion. Uh, but yeah, front three: Ronnie, Rooney, Salah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can accept that. I can accept that. Who who was uh, it? In, uh, Ren- Ren- Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Rooney, and Salah. Salah. Okay. So no. So Salah over Mane. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen what Salah's been doing this season? I know last Mane. season, season before. No, but but season the thing before. is, how how can anyone ever put Mane above Salah? This Salah has comfortably been <laughs> Liverpool's best player since he joined. Thank comfortably, you. I like. Thank I you. get people like Mane, but <laughs> I'm sorry, Salah's output is world class. It really is. Like it's world class. I, it's, yes, it's not yes, been the same since that first season. But he has consistently produced world-class output season after season. Mane has scored goals. But if you want a goal scorer, look at Sterling. Yeah, Fair true. Enough. And oh yeah, for the record, this season Salah broke another record. He's the only Liverpool player to get more than twenty goals in all competitions four years in a row in Liverpool's history. World-class output. Yeah. <laughs> you can't put Mane. He's not even, in my opinion. Not on the same level as Mane. Very good player, not on the same level. I, th- yeah. I think Mane all rounder puts him in that conversation because of like him physically. But based on like, if you're including like um, the eye test and like just the way they play, I I do put them on the same level. It's I look at them the same way as I saw Ribery and Robin for Bayern. In order for that Bayern team to be well, you needed both of them to be playing. But Robin was always the clear like talisman for, for Bayern for a lot of the time. Fair enough. Yeah. Who'd, you, who'd you put in that three in the midfield? <sighs> Difficult. To be fair. Oh yeah, Fabinho's. Um, Henderson. Fabinho scores Henderson. Giggs. Giggs? I, I think Giggs' best years were behind him at that time. What about Carrick? Giggs', Giggs prime was early 2000s, late but 90s, I think. The thing is, I, I love Carrick. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant footballer. Like one of my favourite players to watch, actually. He was just... Carrick was very good at what he was good at. Probably one of the mm. world's best at what he was good at. Mm. He's one of those players that you can't compare to a player nowadays because it just it wouldn't work. He wouldn't work in the current System. climate, right? Yeah. So if you want a player that's very good at what he what he's good at then you'll pick Carrick, but I feel like Fabinho is a more well-rounded defensive midfielder than Michael Carrick. Mm. Phenomenal. And actually, so, he's, I, 
he's the reason why Liverpool's not playing as well this season. Is not playing in his preferred position. So what you would say, Fabinho, Henderson, and Scholes? I would not put Henderson anywhere near that team. <laughs> I, I I rate his I rate his consistency. Yeah, I really do. I rate his consistency, but he is. If we're gonna talk, call. Tom Cleverly average, Henderson is oh above average. God. Wow. That's, oh that's my god! That's the way I rate it. I can't believe you if, just said that. I can't. If, Clev- if Cleverly's that's, a that's five, and there's Henderson's the title for the podcast, six, Henderson's a six and a half. <laughs> yeah. No, don't even. You can't put him on the same level. No, no. Well, if, if Cleverly's a five, Henderson's a six and a half. <laughs> yep. That's disrespectful. That is highly disrespectful. I feel offended. I'm not even playing football. Jordan, I feel Jordan Henderson is like Darren Fletcher at United. No, 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 no. wrap it up. We're, no, we're going straight, straight into the. But if I speak, no, no, we'll, we'll finish. We'll finish the team off. It goes right, over Vidic, Ferdinand, Henderson, and Trent, Fletcher, bro. Uh, it goes ever Vidic, Ferdinand, Trent, Van der Sar. Uh, now you're waffling again because <laughs> I will. Listen, for the record, I think Vidic Ferdinand is one of the best centre back partnerships. All right, if I want to be more less or less biased, I should say Evra Van Dyke Ferdinand Trent Van Dyke. Thank you. Because I'm I'm assuming that when whenever we do combined elevens, we're doing it for player for player rather than systems. Yeah, player for player. Player for player. It's just it's very very difficult to split up one of the best centre back pairings. I know. Oh, I probably the best men's back. Probably the I, best. They might, they might actually be, honestly. I think Chelsea. That I think Chelsea's up there. Chelsea's one. Chelsea's one where they can see sixteen goals. I think fifteen goals all season. They're probably the most Premier League has ever seen. But <laughs> yeah. across the years, Vidic and Bernand, no one holds a candle in England, at least. Yeah, so I can. I can agree with that. So we've got Evra, Ferdinand, Van Dijk, and Trent. Well, also, put? what I will say, because from the, right back, so. from the words of <laughs> Rio Ferdinand himself, here we go. Uh, Robbo's Robbo's um contribution to Liverpool squad might be higher than Evra's. Oh, yes, to the Which, Liverpool squad. No, uh, what I'm saying is because I, I understand I'm not what you're lie. saying, but yeah, their roles player, over time has been different. Nah, sure, sh- surely he's not better than Evra. Robbo. Robertson um, is not a better left back than <laughs> Patrice Everett was a fantastic defender, but Robertson's also a very good defender, but also phenomenal going forward. Robertson is a more modern <laughs> fullback, does not make him a better fullback. I don't know. The thing is, again, where it's really hard to compare players that have retired because you've seen Everett's whole career and like his legend, his like legendary status has been immortalized. Whereas Robbo's still playing. So he has the chance to go I, I know, crapping through his. Patrice Evra was the left back of a Premier League dominant side for many years. I'm just Robertson saying. Robertson if... has had, what, two good years? <laughs> no, but remember, I, the I know that's what you're is, saying. Yeah, that team. I'm even I, trying to include the rest season. of Robertson's projective career. He mm. doesn't hit the heights of Patrice Evra. Well, I would argue that Robbo's height. Like and I'm not even talking about his his honors. I'm talking about individually. He no, but this this is what I mean. I feel like Robbo's performance last season alone 
was better than Evra's performance in that season alone, if that makes sense. Probably because he's a more modern fullback. Yes, I, I still think Robert would get in over Evra. <sighs> nah, man. Tiebreaker, wait. Evra, Dre, be the tiebreaker. Evra, Evra man, 100%. There's, 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 I'm out for it. It's like, for me, there's no way Robinson individually beats Evra. Like, I think Robinson fits really well in that Liverpool team system, but there's no way he come close to Evra. It's like, for me, the only person you can compare Evra to in the Prem is Ashley Cole, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley Cole is phenomenal. Who are you putting in gold, though? Van der Sar. Van der Sar. It'd be easy to put Addison. Yeah, I'd say Van der Sar. Addison yeah. is... Yeah. After I'm yesterday, I changed my mind. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't base it off yesterday, but <laughs> I, I will hold the same energy. Allison is classified as world class because he's one of the best keepers in the world right now. But if I was to hold him up against the standard of keepers over time, he is an above average keeper with good ball distribution. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Mm. I actually think like short stopping ability, I'll put Pepperino above him. It's just that. Pepperin was kind of like the early form of ball playing keepers that not many keepers were, and Allison is just a slightly better ball player. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I have to. I have to agree with you on that one. No, Henderson. you put you put slander on Henderson's name. Oh. Henderson. <laughs> That's a cleverly, bro. Go on. Please tell me Darren one Fletcher. thing Henderson is good at in Darren Gibson. Technically, could at a gone a long ball whilst it's rolling, a, a, a rolling, a rolling switch, <laughs> a rolling sixty-yard yes. pass. He has no one has anything on Henderson's rolling switch, sixty-yard switch. Actually, yeah, like it's like I'm being what? serious. <laughs> when you actually think His about leadership it, qualities is up there as well. I said technically. When you actually think about it, what does Henderson actually do except leadership qualities? Uh, He's he, consistent. Yeah. He's consistent, he's a good ball winner, and mm-hmm. he sets the tone for the pressing of the midfield. Like how Firmino sets the pressing tone for the attackers, Henderson does it for the, for the midfield. Would you say that Henderson's a good comparison for someone like Roy Keane? No, 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 no. <laughs> not not no, comparing Henderson the talent or effectiveness. He doesn't even tie Roy Keane's laces. What are you talking about? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> What are you talking about? I think Henderson's better than Roy Keane, but if I say anything... The thing is, the thing is, this is what I said earlier about those players playing at that time being underrated. You don't realise how good Roy Keane was. (laughs) Honestly, you don't realise how good a football player Roy Keane was. If you did, you would never put Jordan Henderson anywhere near Roy Keane. One question, one question. Does Roy Keane hold... FIFA Club World Cup champion oh. as, as, as an honours. Does he hold it, Platt? Does he hold it, Platt? No, he does not. No, he does not. Bar the FA Cup, Henderson has won everything he can win in England. Carabao Cup with, with, with Liverpool back in 2012. So did, so did Michael Premier, Premier League. Champions League, Club <laughs> World Cup, okay, Super does, Cup. Does, does that mean Michael Carrick's a better player than Roy Keane? You know what? Agendas, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Nonsense. Jordan Henderson. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Yet. 
I don't no, actually I'm not know gonna between lie. The, the Roy Keane and Hendo thing. I don't know. The I, thing I, is, yeah, A B C logic, A B C logic. Roy Keane and Cleverley's practically the same player too, no? No, it's not. No, no, no. a completely different player. I'm not sure about that. That, that, that Hendo and Roy Keane. That, that's that's close. That's because so you're underrating Roy Keane and <laughs> overrating John Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> they're like to, to to me. They're very similar players. They're very similar. They're both aggressive midfielders, yeah. like captain spoken. Spoken by a man who has never watched Roy Keane play. <laughs> I have seen many clips on YouTube where all he does yeah, is okay. shout at people yeah. in tunnels. Yeah, that's all. You, that's all he's famous. You would never for. even think about Teddy walking into his face that you think Jordan Henderson's as good as him. Are you? Have you seen his head, bro? Your head butt me. Are you mad? Why would I chat to him? Oh. But yeah, that's that's gonna be my controversial opinion. Henderson and Roy Keane are the same. Oh my days! Oh my days! <laughs> You've caught you brought it upon yourself. You have done this yourself. <laughs> so yeah, that's my controversial opinion. Roy Keane, John Henderson. John really? Henderson is basically Roy Keane in, in reincarnate. Basically, same player. <laughs> what? So you would compare Henderson? So Roy Keane, but not Hendo to Gerard, because uh, Gerard's just the level above both for the minute. Yeah, but I would say you could make an argument for Roy Keane and Gerard. Nah, nah. <laughs> trolling, trolling aside, Roy Keane was a fantastic player for United, and you'll never see many players quite like him. Um, it's hard to compare because, as you lot said, the role of midfielders <clears throat> back then are completely different to role role of midfielders now. Feel like Jordan Henderson is a very good leader for the team, but in order for me to compare seriously, like Henderson to Roy Keane, Henderson will need a bit more, I guess, success in his career. If I'm being honest, but I don't see no reason why not. He can't build his way up to be a half decent legend, Premier mm. League legend. But yeah. Uh, Valentine, what would be your um, controversial opinion? Before I get to that, would you call Jordan Henderson a Liverpool legend? Oof. Is Liverpool great right now? Oof. And you, had the cheek, you had the cheek to compare Liverpool great. <laughs> Not a legend. I mean, to be fair, a lot of our greats are equal to your legends. So yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. 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 Sweat yeah. on. <laughs> of course you know with um, what's his name Salah yeah would you put him in the top 10 ever for Liverpool now yes yes he is a legend Salah is a Liverpool legend but no but, doubt no but doubt top 10 that. would you put him top 10 um, it's hard for me to say because there's Liverpool fans a lot older than me that has seen um, Liverpool be as dominant as Manchester United were and mm. as well as Liverpool are playing now we haven't quite reached those heights of Manchester United in the early 2000s or late 90s or Liverpool in the, in the 70s and 80s so a lot of people are going to be like Kenny Douglas, Sheen Wright uh, John Barnes uh, Kevin Keegan a lot of, there's a lot of players that people classify as greats but um for me personally, like for players that influenced 
my opinion of Liverpool, his top 10. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Val, what's your controversial opinion? I don't know. I've been thinking. Uh, I, you know what? Timo Werner. Yes! <laughs> Go on. He's not as bad as he's currently being okay. made out to look. We need, we need Iffy. <laughs> Where's Iffy, fam? Where's Iffy? <laughs> Bring him out. Bring him out. I should actually just call him right now. <laughs> now, listen, Timo Werner is trash, bro. The thing is, he's not. He's a younger... Like, he's... All right, all right, all right. Question for... Explain your point. Go on, Val. Explain your point. Finish it, finish it. Timo Werner is currently for Chelsea doing all the right things without the end product. As a striker, that's the bare minimum you want to do is do all the right things. People act as if he's forgotten how to score, how to shoot, how to be a striker. He hasn't. It's just not clicking. Has he had a bad season? Yes. Is he a bad player? No, not at all. And you will see, maybe because Chelsea changed away from the fraud that is Frank Lampard, you will see him be a good striker. Oh, my God. Shots. Frank Lampard is is a fraud of a manager. He's a championship manager that got lucky. Wow. <laughs> Man's got an agenda. What has Frank Lampard done to you? What has he done to you? <laughs> I, I'm not even a Chelsea fan. I don't even like Chelsea. But <laughs> I saw week in, week out, Frank Lampard make basic managerial errors in his team selection, <laughs> in his tactics. That is not what a Premier League manager, especially one for a club like Chelsea, does. It was no it was obvious he was going to get sacked. Mm. Everyone saw it. Can't lie, you might get sacked off this pod for rating. Him, I, can't lie. I, I didn't say I rated him. I just said he's not as bad as people keep making him out to be. The, the thing I is, right, that. I I almost believe you. Honestly, I almost believe you. The only issue is right is that when it comes to things like not being in rhythm, you know, maybe not making the right runs. Uh, deciding the right passes I can I can give him a pass on that because it takes a while for certain players to adjust to a new system a new way of playing the physicality of the Premier League I can let all of those things slide my issue is team the things that don't require you to settle things like passing the ball five yards finishing one-on-ones Scoring open goals. These are things that strikers bread <laughs> These are the remember, things that is not doing. Please remember, the quality of goalkeeping in the Prem is probably higher than it is in the Blinders. So he might I, be, a, he might be attempting finishes that would work in the <laughs> Blinders and the Prem keepers are saying, we, no, that doesn't work here. That not doesn't here. That's one guy. One, one, one keeper... Out of the, what, 18 teams? Who, you know who's what? the keeper of, of uh, Richard Leipzig? Or Leipzig? Dortmund. I don't even know you. Know. Berkey, I think. Berkey. Two. Is he, is he even good? Yeah. I don't, watch, I don't watch Dortmund enough. I've seen him a few times this season. And you know what, yeah? Especially when returned. With Werner, I think the main question is, do you think he's top 20 in the Prem? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> nah, he's got to go. He's got to go. <laughs> I, 
I'm sure you know it's be quite it's become a little bit infamous. Our uh, our list of twenty Premier League forwards. You cannot name me twenty <laughs> Premier League strikers. <laughs> that is you did. You you I won't. I won't hear it. I won't wait, wait. hear some of you. If you say Callum Wilson, Ollie Watkins, Patrick Bamford, I don't want to hear it. If you say Olivier, if you say Olivier Giroud, Watkins I don't want to hear it. Nigerian, Judas better. Giroud, Watkins, and Bamford are definitely better. You're, you're, you're Patrick Bamford, who was playing in the championship last year, is better than Champions League striker Timo Werner. Well, he's not scored any goals. League. Thank you. Are we going to forget that Timo Werner and Leipzig packed, packed in yes. Tottenham last season? Are we going to yes. forget that? It's Tottenham. It's Prem. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're, we're, okay, we're going to forget that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to forget that Leipzig got to the semi final in the Champions League yes. season. Who did we actually name? Okay. I can't even think of 20. Who did we actually yeah, name don't, him? Don't no, say we named Abraham. 20, I don't want yeah, to hear Yeah, we definitely named Abraham. Yeah, we, no, we, we did. Named Vardy. Wait. <laughs> Next, you'll be saying Joe Linton. No, no wait, we actually did. Because no, no, no. you got, you got Cavani, Bamford, Calvert Lewin, Giroud, yep. Abraham. Yep. Tammy Abraham is not. You got, <laughs> you got Watkins, that's six. Watkins. Bamford, seven. No, yeah, we still have You got. Um, um Bamiang, Lacazette, Bamiang, that's nine. Lacazette. Cavani, ten. Pepe. Oh, if I said Cavani, right? Nine. Yeah, you said Cavani. Don't say Pepe, bro. Oh, um, <laughs> Firmino, ten. Yep, Mane, Salah. Firmino. Yes, uh, Mane, Salah. They're, they're not striking. For, Firmino. No, but forwards. Yeah, Firmino. Yeah, forwards. Firmino. Yeah, forwards. Have you have, have you been seeing what Firmino's been doing this season? He's been but playing Firmino? well. Who's yes, Firmino. Bobby Firmino, a Big better striker Bobby than Timo Werner. Bobby Firmino, yes, 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 hundred percent. Hundred percent. No, 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 that's he is playing off your striker. That's Thank you. Your, your United agenda is starting to delude. Bobby Firmino, the striker with six goals in twenty-four appearances. What's his What's his assist saying? Oh, five. Assist He's got six and five in twenty-four. Oi, that's. You need to defend your player. Well. was not even playing well. What's Timo Werner got? Bro? What's Timo Werner got? He probably has worse, but this is nah, Werner's first. He's got worse. That's all it is. That's all it is. First season in the Prem. First season in the Prem. Well done. You, 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 you actually you want to know what he's got? You can play yourself. Go on. He's got four and eight in 22. <laughs> he actually Boy. has more contributions than Firmino. <laughs> hmm? Uh, how many appearances? Hmm? How many appearances, though? Twenty-two. Hmm? Nah, it's a, Wait, that's, that's it's a life. Shifty. It's a life on the. Let's try to look Yeah, but they have different roles, though, innit? Firmino's yeah, 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 not yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, okay, okay. a goalkeeper. It's a Gigan-Pressian defensive. It all comes out now. Yeah, yeah, it all comes out now. Okay. You know he. he all, all his job is to do is to allow Salah Mane to score yeah, in it. He does his job. I caught you out and now you're backtracking. <laughs> I caught you out and now you're backtracking. Uh, to, to be Bobby fair, we did do this week. striker. Go away. Come <laughs> off that, man. I tell you what, at the come end of the season, that. we're going to come back to this. Yeah, we're listen, come back man, to this and, and listen to that 20. Because I, I can't yeah. remember the others. We named like Martial, Rashford. Martial, yeah. no. Really? No, no. Based on talent, he is. 
<laughs> and then we name we named Callum Wilson, I think. Yeah, oh we did. Day. Callum Wilson's name... been outperforming him this season. Oh my day. Ings, yeah. Harry Kane. Oh, Ings, so Harry you're, Kane. You're gonna use you're gonna use one season. I think we said Mitrovic as well. Mitrovic. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Big up Mitrovic, fam. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember who, who else aimed, but he definitely got 20. No, you like hated on this man. <laughs> he scored 30 plus goals for Leipzig last season. You hated Don't him. care. This is, this is the Premier League. As you said yourself, keepers are lower quality. Semi finals of the year as well. Did he win oh, it? Oh my day. Firmino did. Semi-finals of the champs. <laughs> Firmino won champs and Premier League. What is like, Timo Werner one? Trust me, I, I don't even rate Timo Werner that highly, but you were disrespecting him right now. Oh my God. He deserves it. He deserves it. Did you see his penalty miss? Matting. Open goal miss. Matt. Actually, let me check out the amount of big chances Timo Werner has missed. Honestly. Because let me shut up this Timo Werner lover, fam. That's, you're a low key <laughs> hiding Timo Werner lover. I just don't think oh, he's oh, as sorry. bad as you're saying. <laughs> it's funny because as I open it, Werner ends drought as Chelsea takes it. <laughs> just well, we'll casually ignore that just now. Today? Oh, yeah, shit. today. I knew he was going to score today. Wait, he, sc- he scored? Oh. Just now. Wait, no. Clap, oh. Ended clap his drought. Yo, oh. Yeah, you know what? Ev- everyone who's listening, give a clap for Timo Werner. Yeah. He's ended the drought. Another world-class striker. You know what? He's only uh, one goal behind world-class Bobby Firmino. Come on. Maybe now, yeah. Maybe now he's gone from 20 to 18. Bruh. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I can't even see. Where is Timo Werner? Timo Werner has, what, six goals in all comps? Yeah, there's a bunch of man. Bruh, you know Bobby. the ones where Suchek has more goals than you and he plays at centre mid? Suchek has, Suchek has more goals this? than Firmino. Yeah, I don't care. We're not talking about Firmino. We're not talking about Firmino. We're talking about Timo Werner here. Why, why are you, you trying to talk about Timo Werner? I can Gundogan is better than. And he also has more goals than Bobby Firmino. Where are we going with this? Harvey Barnes. All these men. Calvert-Lewin. Okay, you know what? We're going to move on. You know I hate him. Move on. Move on. You know I hate him. Dre, what is your controversial opinion of the week? So, mine isn't really that controversial. It's probably agreed by many fans, but it's just an opinion I had. I think that um, Chelsea's 04-05 points tally team, 95, is better than the Liverpool team that won their prem. Cap, I would say so. If they're both in the same Premier League, uh, at the time, Liverpool wins by four points. You think was it five, six, seven, eight? We win by we literally win by three points. We got 98. No, I don't know because I think I think they win if you're saying similar, a similar type of seasonal performance. I think Chelsea win that they they concede the 15 goals, yeah, exactly. It's true. No, give they win any season with that goal conceded amount. You, you can't not win the league. <laughs> I, I will say, if if you're basing your argument based on maybe the outcome of Liverpool versus Chelsea might be different, then I, I do I do kind of concede to what you lot are saying. Um, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> the best teams have the most points. 
which is why no, Dre's uh... gonna hate me so much. Dre's gonna hate me so much. I could go Invincibles for a whole season, but I still need to have the most points to win. Yeah, but no one's done it. This is the thing. No one I... else has done it. Everyone always says that, yeah, but no one's been able to do it. On, on this question, I'm going to flip it on its head. I'm going to flip it on its head. The Invincibles versus City's Centurions, are you lot still the best team to ever grace a Premier League? I would say... I would say personally, yeah, because because we didn't lose a game. But the thing is, I don't it, mind. It, like it's, it's it's like, in my in my opinion, that's the only team I would allow people to say, yeah, they're better than the Invincibles team. But the only reason I would say the Invincibles is just because we just literally didn't lose a game. We, we I respect, I respect the feat. But if if the Invincibles, you know, I'm gonna even take it to the Liverpool team. If the Invincibles team and the Liverpool team from last season were playing in the same league and a similar sort of outcome happened, even if you go the whole season unbeaten, you wouldn't even be the best team in England, let alone you know be the best team to ever be in the Prem. Do you know what? Even because, with the feet. No, no, no. Because, because like, the thing is, yeah, every team plays differently depending on who, depending who they're up against, isn't it? It's like, if you put Arsenal and Chelsea now in 2018 with all the modern tech technology, who knows? Chelsea could have got 100 and one point and Arsenal would have got now 95. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just different times as well. And like, for me, I can't compare um, a Liverpool team that lost to Arsenal's probably worst season ever against Arsenal's best team ever. I just can't do that. But mm. what? What? Liverpool lost, yeah, to, to, to Arsenal, who had Reese Nelson score. It doesn't matter. We, and you lost you're, you're 3-0 to City, yeah? Bro, you can't... You, you're you're can't, sticking on a you team can't compare that literally team. won the league with 98 points. Yeah, but, 98 yeah, but points. Arsenal lost nothing. It doesn't matter. Arsenal lost nothing. I hear, you know what? Let me, let me give you this question. <laughs> if, if a team draws every game this season, Every single game they have, they draw it this season and they get relegated. Are they a good team or a bad team? No, but Arsenal... They, they technically no, haven't lost. No, but Arsenal, lost. Arsenal got the job done. Zero losses. That's the difference. That's the difference. Zero Arsenal, losses. Arsenal got the job done. The thing is, yeah... I, I respect what you did in the year that you won it, but when you're comparing it to other teams from other eras, yes, a team may have lost one or two games, but they still accumulated more points than you because that's a better season. No, but Arsenal Better. didn't lose. That like that is literally the aim of the game. Just don't lose. And no, win. it's not. It's to win. Yeah, but I, I, when, when you play football, wait, like, wait, when we play we each other on win. FIFA, are you playing not to lose or are you playing to win? All right, so when you play in the Prem, the goal is to win the Prem. We won the Prem and we didn't lose. You win. The goal is to win as many games of football as humanly possible. Yeah, but like, do you know what? Yeah, More points, e- points equal performances. Well, Ish. Do you know what it is? It's, it's like I would say now people care more about that stuff on how many points you get and all that, and da, 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 and obviously teams are better in that. But I think back then people weren't even looking at that. Like that's on, it's only since Diddy, I would say the points thing matters because they literally broke the record by an astronomical amount. Yeah, like I would say it didn't even because like every team, like I, I swear, man, you won league sometimes just getting like like eighty five points. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like, even that Man United team in 2009, who we debated was better than Liverpool, bro, mm. got 
86, but they still won the Champions League. It's true. It's true. So, but, yeah, it's just, just, just opinions, isn't it? But yeah, your your original question was comparing the the Chelsea team to Liverpool team. Yeah. Um, defensively, they were better than us. No doubt about it. Um, Aaron Robin. Nah. Robert, Joe Cole, Lampard. Yeah, but I can start listing off Liverpool players. The I feel like Liverpool had the resilience that season to win when they had to. Even when they weren't the best team, they still got the win. Chelsea did it as well. It's just, it would have been very close. It would have been a really interesting title challenge to see. Because how many points did they get again? 95. Mm. 95 to 98 points. That's literally, what, three points? That's one That's one result. That's if Chelsea would have beat us, they would have equalised it. Or they would have won the league. So... I don't know. I think it's based on opinion. I think a lot of people would rate the Chelsea squad, but that's based on hindsight and what, what that Chelsea squad did then the following year. So, you know the mistake. Go on. That invincible side got ninety points. Ninety. Yeah, ninety. He's ninety. It's good. You know, it's a good point, Stanley. Ain't even that bad. <clears throat> All right, so thank you guys. We've come to the end of the show. I um, appreciate everyone listening today. Thank you, Val, for coming on as well. Appreciate okay. it. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Um, probably be, this will be released around Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening and we'll see you guys soon.